Welcome to the River Bluff Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon from Lead Pastor Joe Still. And for more information about us, please visit riverbluff.org. Well, thank you, praise team. Goodness gracious, thank you. And oh man, it is a, it's just a great, great day around here. And I hope your heart is ready. Um, God is just doing some great, great things. Uh, so here's what I want you to do. Grab your Bibles. Go to the next to the last book in the Old Testament, Zechariah. That's where we're going to start. As you're making your way there today, you may also want to grab your worksheet because I want to walk through it because it's a little different than it normally is. Okay? And I want to start with the back page of your worksheet as you're looking for Zechariah and getting your worksheet out. I want to start with the back page of your worksheet because it looks... Uh, well, you can go ahead and go to the first one. Um, the, the back page is all scripture. It's Psalms 107. And my prayer and the reason I put it there is I would encourage you to use that all this week to meditate on it in order to further prepare your hearts to be filled with thanksgiving to God. Because God wants to do incredible things as his people give thanks to him. And I, I'm hoping today we're going to get that, that party started uh, and launched off the ground. So you Psalm 107 that way. But then there on the front are the questions that are normally on the back. And I want you to think of them a little differently today. The first question that you're going to see is this one. There you go, that one. And it says, what is God saying to me today? And I believe with my whole heart that God wants to speak to you today. But I don't have a blank to fill in for you. You're going to have to fill that in. You're going to have to let the Holy Spirit fill that blank in. What is God wanting to say specifically to you today? It may be through a song. It may be through a prayer. It may be through one of the stories that we're going to share in a few moments. I don't know. But God wants to speak to you. And when God speaks, anytime God speaks, you've got to answer the second question. Because God doesn't speak just to hear himself talk. When God speaks to you, he has a plan for that. And when God speaks to you, he wants to know, what are you going to do about what I just told you? And you need to answer that question. And you need to come up with an actionable plan of how I'm going to follow through with what I now know differently about God and his plans and his purposes for my life. And then, if you do that, one of the things that you will not be able to contain is that new understanding of God and his grace for your life. And so you're going to need to tell some people. And so there are blanks. But I can't fill them in. Only you know who God's going to point you to. To share something of his grace, of his glory, of his goodness. Things that you are thankful about. And he wants you to share those things. So I hope you've made your way to Zechariah. Um, before we dive into that passage, I want to give you just a little bit of quick background to bring you up contextually to where we're at. And um, this, what we're going to read is taking place somewhere estimating about 520 BC. So years before that, in 587 BC, King Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, laid siege to uh, Jerusalem, the city of Jerusalem. And after about a two-year siege, he broke in, uh, broke through the walls, and destroyed Jerusalem, tore the temple down, the place where God's people had gathered for worship. He just decimated the, the holy city of Jerusalem. 
he took some of the, mostly the elite in their culture, took them back to Babylon, tried to repatriate them in Babylon and get them to accept and adopt the cultures of Babylon. Some of you know the story of the prophet Daniel. That's about that. He was, Daniel was one of those that was taken into captivity by Nebuchadnezzar. Well, later, Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonian Empire is attacked by the Medo-Persian Empire and the, by Persian king Cyrus the Great. And so Cyrus comes in in about 550 BC and takes over um, the Babylonian Empire. And so while he's now the king and ruler of all of that land, several years later in about 538 BC, what he does is he begins to say to people who had been captured and drugged to Babylon, he said, you can go home. You can go home. And so he starts allowing them to go home. And one of the big groups of people that started heading back was the group of people known as the Jews. And they begin going back to Jerusalem. When they get there, they're heartbroken over their city, especially the temple. And so some of them try to gather some steam to rebuild the temple. And they get started, but then because of some outside attacks, they stop for about 10 years. Finally, God sends... Uh, two prophets. He raises up two prophets, Haggai and Zechariah, who we're going to read from in a moment, to begin to stir the hearts of the people, first to repentance, and then secondly, to begin to rebuild the temple. And God also sent some other leaders to come in, some political and military-minded leaders. Uh, Nehemiah came in and Zerubbabel came in to kind of give that point leadership to this project of rebuilding the temple. And so this is where we pick up in the story, that narrative, that historic account in chapter 4 of Zechariah. So if you want to turn to chapter 4, chapter, Zechariah chapter 4, we're going to start reading in verse 16. And this is, again, is the prophet uh, Zechariah receiving a message to give from God. And this is what it says. This is God's message. Not by might... Nor by power, but by the Spirit, says the Lord Almighty. I'm reading from uh, the, today's Living Bible uh, right now. He says, you will succeed. Notice how. This is how Zerubbabel and the, the people of God are going to succeed. Because of my Spirit. Though you are few and weak. So what God is saying, even though you don't have the power, you don't have the might, it's not going to be about you. This mission is going to get accomplished. Because of my spirit. He goes on to say this. Therefore, no mountain, however high, can stand. It will flatten out before him. Speaking of Zerubbabel. And Zerubbabel will finish building this temple. There was a lot of doubt and heckling going on from foreigners around Jerusalem who were trying to destroy this work, stop this project. And God's word says Zerubbabel will finish building this temple. And notice how the, 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 the temple is going to be. Notice how this project is going to be carried out. Watch this. With mighty shouts of thanksgiving for God's mercy, declaring that all was done by what? Grace alone. Say it with me. By grace alone. Say it loud. By grace alone. That's it. Anything that was about to be accomplished was only accomplished by God's grace alone. Not, not through any strength that they had. It was only the grace of God flowing through them. Verses 8 and 9 tell us about the foundation being laid. And then verse 10 says this. Do not despise this small beginning. Don't, just, don't, don't get upset that the only thing that's happened right now is the foundation is laid. Do not despise this small beginning. For the eyes of the Lord rejoice to see the work begin. The Bible tells us that God has begun a new thing in your life. 
I don't know what that is. God does. He says, he, 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 he starts a new thing. And he starts a new thing through his people. And here's the deal on that. Sometimes you and I will never see the completion. And you know what God is saying here? He said, you don't have to get excited about the completion. God's saying, I'm not necessarily excited about the completion. I'm excited that it's begun. I'm excited that it's begun. And there are so many wonderful things that God has begun here. And so we want to celebrate today and give thanks and rejoice in the Lord. And we want to be really, really clear that what we're talking about here is from God. And we want to give all thanks and praise to Him. It's only by His mercy and it's only through His grace alone that anything gets accomplished. And we, we have been given an opportunity to partner with God. He invites us time after time after time again to join Him in what He's doing. These shoeboxes are just one way. Just one way that we're getting to share in what God is doing uh, around the world. When we give uh, of ourselves, of time, when we give of our resources. Even though we may be doing that, all of that is through the grace of God alone flowing through us. It's nothing that we are capable of. It's only His grace that allows us to even give to His work. It's only His grace that allows you or I to bless anybody else. It's only His grace that allows us to partner in other places in the world. It's only His grace that allows us to serve in our community. And so before we go any further, I want to make sure we all understand. What we're going to talk about today is not a celebration of River Bluff's accomplishments. All we should do today is give shouts of thanksgiving for his grace and mercy. So, Baptists, it is okay to shout today. It's okay. If, if you feel like shouting today, if, if something strikes your soul and you just want to say, thank you, Jesus, say it. Spit it out. Now, I know some of you it's going to start like this. Thank, thank you, Jesus. Thank, thank you, Jesus. Some of you will just stand up and shout, and that's okay. Just, but what, whatever God leads you, the Spirit prompts you to, to, to give shouts of thanksgiving, you do this. Because there are good things that God is doing, and, and He is allowing us, through His grace alone, to be a part of kingdom impact here at home and globally. God is just doing some incredible things, and I want us to pray before we go any further. Pray with me. Father God, we come in Jesus' name determined to give you thanks today. And so we want to honor you for pouring out your mercy, your great grace in this place. God, we are grateful that you have invited us to be a part of what you're doing here in the city of North Charleston, here in the low country, here in our state and around the world. God, thank you. And we just come to give you thanks with grateful hearts for that. And then out of that, God, to thank you for the things you're doing in us individually, in our lives, in our families, in our place of work, in our neighborhood. God, we just want to come with thankful hearts. So, Father... We come saying clearly that today what we share is for your kingdom. We know it's all only by your power. And we are determined that it would be all for your glory. And it's in the beautiful name of Jesus that we pray. And God's, all God's people said, amen. This Thursday, past Thursday, 
I had the privilege of um, having lunch with the pastor, the campus pastor of New Spring Charleston, right down on Ashley Phosphate Road. And Ryan is uh, just a great man of God. He loves the Lord a whole bunch. His wife, Laura Lee, they've got two kids, a, a, a new one, about a month, month and a half old now. And um, anyway, Ryan and I have become friends, and we get together every now and then to, to just, just pray together and encourage one another. And we were sometime over coffee, sometime lunch, and we were having lunch Thursday. And some of you know this because you've been here with us. About six months ago, um, Ryan called me and uh, wanted to meet and we got together. I thought it was just prayer or something like that. And he began telling me the story of how God was transforming some of the foundations of New Spring Church. Now for those of you that are not familiar with New Spring, New Spring is a massive church. They have campuses all over our state. It's just an incredible work of God in ministry. But God had begun transforming the leadership and, and melting their hearts to say it can't just be about New Spring, it's got to be about the kingdom, about the kingdom of God. And so they began praying, God, show us how to do this. What should we do to send the message clearly to the people that you have given us to shepherd that it's not just about New Spring Church, it's about the kingdom of God. And this was their, their first step into this. And what they did was they said, every campus, what we want you to do is take one Sunday a month, we want you to take 10% of the gifts that are given, the financial gifts that are given to New Spring through the, to the ministry of God through New Spring. We want you to take 10% of that and give it to a ministry in your area that's making a difference. Somebody that's proclaiming the name of Jesus, somebody that's changing lives, somebody that's making a difference. Well, the team in Charleston, the first place they looked and, and saw were, were you. They saw the grace of God flowing through you. And so that day, without me knowing this was about to happen, Ryan handed me a check for $10,000. And we celebrated that. That was incredible. It was like, you got to be kidding me. You know, and after I, you know, quit wiping snot in my eyes and all that kind of stuff, um, you know, we, we celebrated together. Well, this past week, again, I thought it was just going to be one of our prayer and conversation times. And um, we're, we're there, and we're sharing what's going on in our lives with one another. And then he just kind of suddenly does this. He didn't knock water over, though. He just kind of slid, slid an envelope over across the table to me. And I didn't look at it. I knew what was happening. And I just started tearing up again. Yeah, you can have my man card after the service, yeah. Um, <laughs> I just started tearing up again because I, I knew. He didn't tell me. And, and he said, Joe, he said, we, you know, we keep looking and, and, and every time we turn around, we just see God's grace flowing through River Bluff. And so we want to support that. And so he, he gave me that. I didn't open it till later, but it was $7,000 that they had, had gifted this church with. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. It just, just an incredible expression of what God is doing. And pe here's why you need to know that. Is because people in our community are seeing the grace of God flow through you. It's only by his grace though. It's only the grace of God. And so we need to be thankful that God counts us honorable enough to, to pour his grace through in this way. You know, one of the things that God is doing constantly is God is constantly setting free, people free from the shackles and captivity and the bondage of sin. Last week, standing right here on this stage, our dear brother Marty Bernardo shared with us about being set free from 40 years of captivity to alcoholism. And we got to praise God and give thanks and celebrate with Marty because he had just celebrated his fourth year of sobriety. 
And it was so cool, just a great celebration, uh, just seeing the grace of God flow through this man's life and flow through you guys as, you, as you've embraced him and, and loved on him. Well, that afternoon, I get a text from one of our elders, Jimmy Sanders. Jimmy has been co-facilitating uh, a small group of folks who have taken a journey through uh, Dave Ramsey's financial peace. Many of you have gone through that. And Jimmy texts me the results, what God had done, the grace that had come into that group. Now, there were, there were 16 people that were a part of the small group. There were five couples and, and there were six singles that, that were a part of that group. And on the, the celebration night, which was last Sunday night, they're... they're their ninth week, now this was in nine weeks, Jimmy sent me what had taken place, what, what had happened in that group, and I want to share with you what had happened. Fourteen credit cards got cut up. Oh, yeah, praise God. If you've been in captivity and slavery to credit cards, you know what it's like to be able to cut them suckers up. Now let me say this, these numbers that I'm about to give you aren't the totals because there were three from the group who weren't there. So this isn't all that God has done. We don't know it all yet. But here's, here's what else took place. In nine weeks, $12,531.95 has been saved and put into a savings account. Yeah, praise God. Listen to this. Over $21,000 in personal debt got paid off in that little group in nine weeks. God is setting people free. For his glory. For his purposes. If you walk down this little hallway right here. And took a left into the last classroom. Room one of five. That's where freedom was happening. It was just busting out there. Just God is, God is doing a work. He is, he is pouring out his grace. His mercy on, on his people. But it's only through his grace alone. I want you to notice something. I, you know, I told you about Psalm 107. I want to kind of introduce you to the first and last verse of, of that psalm right now. In Psalm 107, verse 1, it says this. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Amen? Amen. His faithful love endures forever. Those, this is the last verse, verse 43. Those who are wise will take it all to heart. You'll take all that we're talking about today to heart. When you read Psalm 107, you'll see these movements of God being faithful. Take it all to heart, the Bible says, if you're wise. You, you will see this, and, and, and it says this. They will see in our history the faithful love of God. Folks, that's what we're doing right now. We are looking at some recent history, and we are seeing the faithful love of God being poured out into our lives, into the ministry here. And it, it, it's just incredible. This is what God is doing. And God continues to pour out His grace. Now, please hear me say this. There are times when people might look at River Bluff Church. You might look at our church and think, you know, man, we got some smart leaders. Well, I can't testify about the other ones, but this one ain't. Okay? You can tell by my English, you know? Here's what has happened ever since I've been on staff here, which is heading for 32 years now. Every time we turn around, we're trying to walk as close to Jesus as we know how. We don't get it right all the time. And we're trying to follow him anywhere he goes. And every time we do that, he opens up a ginormous hole of grace. And we just fall in it. That has been the testimony of River Bluff Church for as long as I've known anything about it. We just try to walk with Jesus and we fall in holes of grace. God invites us into stuff we have no capacity to even dream of. God just does it because of his great, in, enormous, incredible grace. He, he just does it. 
Well, one of those ministries happened and is happening um, because we did something unusual uh, when we transitioned leadership of pastors around here five years ago. And this church made the decision to send out Pastor Kurt Bradford doing something that he was already doing and had got really stinking good. Stinking good? Yeah, what are you just going to Stinking good at. And that was encouraging pastors, especially pastors who were hurting and helping churches that were struggling. And so, even though he was retiring, we, we sent him out in ministry into something that became known as kingdom coaching. And so, Pastor Kurt has been going out for the last five years, meeting all of our state and even doing phone chats with pastors in other parts of the world, trying to encourage them, trying to love on them, trying to help them, trying to help them troubleshoot with some of the leaders in their churches so things don't fall apart. And God is doing some incredible, incredible things. And I want you to get a small taste of that from the testimony of these pastors. If you guys would roll that video, please. Hey, my name is Stephen Carr. Hey guys, my name is Matt Tyler. My name is Charlie Wallace. Brian Henderson. Tyler Franson. This is Pastor Joe Waring. John Lee. Dale McCoy. My name is Brad Atkins. I'm a senior pastor at Lake Bowen Baptist Church. I currently serve as a chaplain with the United States Navy. Our Southern Baptist churches in the state of South Carolina have plateaued or are declining. And that is a real challenge right now. And the pastors that are in these churches are facing real challenges. I was at a very low place in my life. Where I'm ministering is in a deep rural area where someone can easily be discouraged. To be honest with you, I was ready to check out. Sometimes it can be a lonely place at the top where you just need someone that you can talk to that can help you, that can also encourage you, that can pray for you, and just give you some leadership and pastoral advice. And through it all, the one constant in my life has been Kurt Bradford. Your ministry and Kurt Bradford allowed me the opportunity to sit down and talk with somebody with years of experience about the very things that I, I was going through. I really thank God for what he did in my life. Just someone I could go to who has experience in pastoral ministry. He asks those questions that need to be asked of each of us to uh, be held accountable. He has equipped me. Provided leadership and guidance. Provided mentorship, prayer, and just been there and available when needed, as needed. Coaching and then uh, giving advice on how to help our church grow and move and do the things that we need to do to be effective for the Lord. I can't tell you personally how much of a difference it has made in the life of myself and of Bethel Baptist Church. I am a life that was changed because of this ministry. And I know a lot of that comes from you guys uh, funding him and agreeing with him and sending him and being gracious like you are. So I just want to thank you for allowing him to do this a great ministry, a uh, ministry that is sorely needed. You really are serving the church. Your investment uh, really is having an impact on the kingdom. So I pray that you'll continue to bless him as he continues to bless others. So thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you on behalf of my church. And I just pray God's blessings upon you. Thank you very much. May our Lord richly and greatly bless him. Amen.
Am I back on? Yeah, there we go. Thank you. Um, I, I've watched that video probably 100 times, 50 times, something like, I don't know how many times. And I get choked up every time. It, it just... See, here's the deal that some of you aren't aware of. Uh, well, you, you're aware of this part. I am, I am like ridiculously loved here by you. You, love, you people love on me. I mean, it's, it's not, no, 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 thank, thank, yeah, thank you. But I mean, you just, you just love on me. I mean, it's not like, it's not like an organized thing. There's not a team of people that says, we're the love Joe squad. You just naturally do it. But there are churches where that does not happen. And there are pastors whose hearts are being torn out. And some, like one who gave testimony to saying, I was ready to throw it in. I was done. And they've got somebody to talk to now. Somebody who knows the, the bumps and the hazards and the pitfalls of what it's like. And so what you're doing by, by sending him out is making a difference in churches in our state and around the world. And that was just a sampling, a small sampling about, of about a hundred or so pastors and churches that are being touched by this ministry. Now, here's something that's really crazy cool. Last week, two weeks ago, in that room right there called the living room, Kurt met with about eight other pastors who were transitioning into retirement and he's coaching them how to do what he does. So this can be multiplied out. So that even more can be helped and encouraged. Lives changed and churches transformed. And you and I, he invites us to play in that sandbox. Blows my mind that God loves us so much that we get to be a part of that. And, and celebrate the, the joy of that. It's just, it, it's just incredible to me. And I, I hope you are excited about that and, and that, that you're thanking God for that. Some of you will recall back in September, there was this little event that took place out in the Atlantic Ocean called Dorian. Anybody remember that? Dorian devastated the Bahamas. Now, we're going to attempt to do something that we attempted to do in the first service, but were unsuccessful. Can you switch the screen and let me see if we're going to get there? Here's what, here's what we're going to attempt to do. Um, we're going to attempt to call... Dennis Kite. Now for those of you who don't know Dennis, Dennis is uh, a leader in our church. He um, has served on as one of our elders. He's rotated off uh, this year. But what we're going to attempt to do is we're going to attempt to call Dennis because Dennis is currently in the Bahamas because what he does vocationally, he did before he retired, is he uh, was an electrician. And he is working on some reverse osmosis uh, machines for water missions, getting them up and running so that we can pump uh, fresh water from salt water. So they're literally taking water out of the ocean. This machine reverses it and makes clean drinking water out of it. So pray right now as we try to connect with Dennis um, via this wonderful WhatsApp phone call. Here we go. We're going to see. Okay, I, I walked around last time and made y'all dizzy, so I'm not going to do this in this service. I'll just hold this here. We talked successfully just before I baptized a minute ago, so hopefully we'll get through. But if not, we're, I'm, I'm going to keep talking to tell you this. Um, part of what our church heard after that disaster was we needed to do something.
And we are in partnership, an ongoing partnership with a local ministry called Water Missions that has a global reach and, and global impact. And part of what we did was we said we, we trust these people. We know when they go in to put in a, a machine that... Um, that they will always share the gospel. This apparently is not going to be successful again. This worked perfectly the other night. Right here on this very stage. We talked and talked and talked. Um, but apparently we're not going to make that connection again. So just pray for Dennis. Um, he is actually on the ground in the Bahamas uh, working and will be, be there for, for several more weeks. So continue to pray for him. But when, when we heard this, we just kind of put out a, a request to the church to give. To give generously, to give sacrificially, to help those folks. And through your generosity and sacrificial giving, we were able to send $10,000 to Water Missions uh, for the purpose of purchasing one of those machines for a, a, a neighborhood because that's about what it would handle to, to make enough fresh water uh, drinking water for a neighborhood and so through God's grace flowing through you there are going to be people in the Bahamas who now will have fresh drinking water and I just want to say thank you God for letting us let us be involved in that, that yeah praise God for that Dennis is, is over there now. Now think about this too. We are probably going to be taking teams. Guy is already working on, on looking at these plans. Come the first of the year in the spring, they're going to start rebuilding the Bahamas. And so we're going to send teams. We're going to try to put some teams together to go in to do construction um, to, to help get uh, the Bahamas rebuilt. And it'll be a great opportunity to take the gospel of Jesus to folks who are struggling right now. And so just pray about that. That's, that's one of those other opportunities that the Lord is giving to us that's, that's just on the, on the edge out there. Now, I could spend some more time talking about some incredible things that God is doing in our partnership at Oak Brook Elementary School. I could talk, spend some time talking about what God is doing through the church plant that we support over on our other campus at Midland. Y'all knew we had another campus, right? We have another campus called Midland Park that we support work over there. We're supporting the work of a church plant there called Radiant Church. God is doing incredible things there. We also are uh, in partnership supporting Low Country Cares Ministry, uh, which is a benevolent ministry to the poor. God is doing some incredible things there and giving us some new opportunities that we can't even wrap our minds around right now. So pray about that. But I don't have time to tell you about all those things. I just want to share two more things with you kind of, kind of in, in closing. And the first is this. Our partnerships in Cuba, God is still building them deeper and stronger. And so I want to continue to ask you to pray for our partnerships and our partner churches. Um, Ebenezer Baptist Church and First Baptist uh, of Bayamo, Cuba. And the work that God is doing there for the strengthening of their leaders. Uh, God is God is at work there and again allowing us to participate in that but God is also at work in another partnership that many of you know about some of you may not in in Ecuador and God through again just a whole of grace that God created when uh, he brought some dear friends to our church um, they already had a connection in, in Ecuador and through their connections when God brought them to River Bluff we just kind of stepped in and fell into this beautiful relationship with the Church of First Baptist in Bado, Ecuador and God did some incredible things when our team met their pastor uh, and then finally got to go over there and through that first time to together, we together heard God say, plant a church in this place called Cairo. Can we bring that slide up? 
This is the city square of Cairo where there had not been an evangelical church. Now there was a Catholic church but there had not been a gospel-centered evangelical church in that town until now. And a church has been planted there through a partnership with River Bluff and uh, First Baptist Mbato, Ecuador. This is the street that that church is on. And this is the building. Hold that slide right there. This is kind of a, uh, uh, when, I, when you go on, and I want to encourage you to do this. I'll, I'll post the address. You can go on uh, Google Maps and literally pray through the streets around that. I have prayer walked through Google Maps, that block around where this is. And just asking for God's protection and provision to fall there. Well, in that space right there is what has been kind of dedicated now to the Lord. Can you open it up to the next slide? This is what it looked like on the inside before this next thing happened. And people showed up. Hold it right there. That's Pastor Jonathan uh, to the right and uh, Pastor Dave Harden to the left. Um, and, and people have begun meeting. This was the dedication, I believe, Dave, wasn't it? Of this space to the work of the Lord. Now, again, through the grace of God and this partnership and through God opening your hearts through his grace to give generously, we are now funding that work. Um, we're supporting it by uh, paying the rent for that space for the next year. Praise God that we get to be a part of that. I mean, we're just thankful that, that we get to do that. And so they're going to be meeting in there for the next year. They've already had a VBS in there. Little children are praying to receive Jesus. Their parents are getting connected. And today, this morning, in Cairo, Ecuador, people are gathering to worship Jesus. Where there had never been that church before, six months ago, there is this church and God has let us be a participant in that. Now here's what blows my mind. This thought, and I hope it captures yours and you will be thankful for this. Eternity is how long? Long time. Okay, good, you got that. You're a smart group. The um, long time. I'm imagining that somewhere in eternity, I'm going to run into one of my brothers or sisters in Ecuador. I'm not going to have a language barrier anymore. And I'm going to be able to talk to him without Dave or Julie translating. Just be able to talk to him. And I'm going to get to meet somebody who prayed to receive Jesus in that space. Because God's grace flowed. And he let us be a part of it. And that blows me away. That we get, to, that, that, that God does this. And I just, I, I say all this and share all this because... You need to celebrate the work that God is doing and the greatest, the greatest way, the greatest way to celebrate is by giving thanks to God. And we thank Him. We thank Him when we give back to Him what's His, His tithes. We thank Him when we give back to Him through offering and generosity. We thank Him when we serve Him. We thank Him when we worship Him. We're going to do some of that right now. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask our ushers if you guys would go ahead and start making your way down front while I'm praying. Um, and then we're going to see a video to stir your heart to think about how you can be additionally thankful. And then God, we're going to stand and, and worship together. Let's pray. Father God, we come in Jesus' name thanking you for the, all of the ways that your grace, your grace alone is at work.
And we thank you for your invitations of grace that you have poured out so abundantly here at the river. God, you've just, you, you let it flow here. And we come today saying, thank you, oh God. And God, our prayer is, is that our thanksgiving will not end there, but it will make us think even more into our own lives, God, where your grace is flowing in our families, in our children, in our marriages, and God, in, in, in where we live, work, and play, just your grace flowing. So God, we come. We pray now, God, as we give back to you what shores your ties, our offerings, God, that we will do it sacrificially and generously. We pray as we come to worship you and to think about the greatest display of your grace in a moment. We come to worship you and give thanks now. Jesus, receive these gifts. Multiply them, Lord, to your glory. It's in your name we pray. Amen. I just wanted to stop everything and take the time today to let you know how very thankful I am that you've been there for me. Thanks for never giving up on me. Thank you for providing meals for us after Blake's surgery. Thanks for making sure I always had a ride to chemo. And thank you for helping me through this difficult season in my life, God. Thank you, God, for teaching me to be a strong single dad. Dear God, thank you so much for giving me this new job. I love it. Thanks for sending Jeff to take my shift last week so I could be with my family. For keeping me company on the first day of school. Thank you, God, for helping us get that bill paid. Thank you, God, for the clothes on my back. For giving me the courage to speak the truth. Thank you for forgiving me. For making my day better. For giving my life a melody. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for every single day. And one final thing, God. Thank you for always loving me, no matter what. for listening. If you're in North Charleston this Sunday, please consider visiting us at our 9 o'clock or 1130 services. We'd love to see you. Again, for more information, visit riverbluff.org. Now go change the world.